Uh-oh, it looks like we've piqued your interest in the hideout. First of all, let me tell you what the hideout is not. The hideout is not for hustlers, for grinders, or for people who are looking for a shortcut to what the world calls success. The hideout is about growing as men, creating lifelong friendships, and having the time of our lives. Are you ready to tap in to the endless source that will take you from success to significance? The hideout is two and a half days of hiking, biking, and doing the little things that it takes to create lifelong friendships. I find that joy is nothing more than falling in love with your current circumstances and allowing magic to happen. And that's when we see growth in every area of your life. Have you accomplished your goals professionally and financially and you still thirst for something more? Has success in these areas come at the expense of far more valuable things like your family, your children, and your relationships? Alignment in business, strategic partnerships, and joint ventures all come from true relationships. The hideout is designed to get to know people before you'll ever meet them. This is not your typical mastermind. The hideout is focused on the one thing that will fuel everything, joy. And when joy is overflowing in your life, you'll find growth in your marriage, your relationships, and oh yeah, your business. Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything on today's show. That commercial for The Hideout gives me chills every single time I watch it. And what's so cool about it is the man who uh, embodies what we're talking about uh, as far as building relationships, having joy, and not looking for just to sell something. This man is making a difference in the world. He is a a three-time uh, Inc. 500 uh, uh, company uh, founder and CEO. This man is has a, a word that we're going to talk about today, with the which is a philanthro investor. We're going to get into that. But most of all, I sat next to this man at dinner, and we became fast friends because the kindness that this man exuded. He wanted to make sure that everyone else was good. He was complimenting every single other person at the table, and all of us were looking and saying, "We just want a piece of Ivan. We want to be around Ivan because." we know if we can, if we could just be around him in any capacity, it can help our lives to go to another place. He's not only helping the, the entire uh, world and this globe as, uh, as a whole, but he's also doing it in his uh, country, in his community, uh, and with every single person that he touches. So please welcome to the show, Mr. Ivan Ans. How you doing, buddy? Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much for that introduction. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Well, you're you're incredible, man. Let's dive right into this thing. Philanthro investing. I had never heard of this until you talked about it. And and when you talked about it the other day, uh, you know, when we were in Salt Lake, we were we got a chance to be able to be at a mastermind together. And you started talking about it and it blew my mind because most people think that you can either do philanthropy or you can do investing. But you took the two and brought them together in a completely different way. So can you explain that for us, Ivan? Of course, Kelly, yes. So when um, one day I was uh, taking a shower in 2009 and I received this God revelation, philanthropy investors, and uh, the Lord tells me that philanthropy, there is many people in the world doing philanthropy, which is 
basically donating your time and money for the return of seeing the humanity improve, but not the return of cash. And many people is ready for that in their life and in their financial life, but many people is not. And on the other side, you have the investor, which is someone that puts money and time in order to receive a financial return. So I combine them both by, by a God revelation, what I, I can say, which is someone that invested money and or time engaging emotionally, which is the most important part, to promote human welfare while making a financial return. And that's what I call a philanthropic investor. And uh, I had this revelation or call to awake your philanthropic investor within, because I believe that is inside all of us. And when you were talking in, in the intro for Hideout, which is amazing, it's exactly that, that money for money, no happiness. And many people have experienced that. Your bank account go from 100,000 to 1 million to 3 million to 10 million to 20 million. You have one exit, two exits as an entrepreneur. You close a big deal and your bank account grows. But, and you can experience better materialism things and better maybe a vacation experience, right? With your family and so on. But then there is that space in your heart, which feels, still feels empty. And behind joy, like be, not behind, but below joy in the, and the foundation of it is the truly desire to use your resources to not only help others, but we, we be willing to receive the help from others. Mm. And that's where a philanthropic investor is is someone that is willing to help others and is willing to receive the help from others, his own resources for the truly improvement of the planet where we live on before we really think on what we will do with Mars or other planets. So talk to us too, uh, Ivan, because you have connected two worlds, right? And you, you talk, uh, you know, unabashedly about, um, about God. And you talk about revelation. You talk about those things. A lot of times people in business want to stay away from even a, the word or any type of vernacular that way because they want to make sure that they don't scare somebody off. But it's so amazing because you just speak from your heart. And when we were in the room, when, when we first met, when we were in the room and you speak about God, you speak about it just like you would be talking about your friend Bob. Where did this come from and where did this boldness come from? Because I think it's so amazing that you have mixed your faith and your business also. And, you know, you, you have a phenomenal business acumen, but also uh, you, you have not allowed it to disconnect you from your spirit. That's totally right, Kelly. I mean, I don't know what else to call it. If all of a sudden you are, um, I mean, in 2009, I was struggling because I was feeling that I was, an accomplished entrepreneur, and I was feeling that I was running my companies and I was expanding and so on. But I was feeling at the same time that I was just doing money for money things. And I was praying God. I was praying. I mean, you can call it praying God. You can call it, um, you know, asking the universe. I don't know how you call it in, in your belief system, but it's basically this supreme being or this supreme energy that is helping us towards our desired goals when they are 
good for the majority of people in this planet. So I was praying and I was taking the shower and I normally like to take two showers because that's where the ideas come for me at least. And I received this word, philanthropy investor. And I didn't know what it is. Like it comes to me, you see. And then I received this thought that says in the next 20 years or so, people will be more conscious with their money. They will not be just throwing it away in the gambling industry, which is like a trillion or half, half a trillion dollars a year right now, because they will see that this is energy, this is oxygen, that if we direct it properly, which is the money in the world, towards the improvement of different areas of society, then we can prove us as a humanity that we have succeeded on the administration of a planet before we think on going into another planet. Because for me, it didn't make sense that the top entrepreneurs in the world are trying to take us to another planet when we haven't succeeded on managing this one correctly. So what we're going to do, go and mess another planet because we didn't manage to fix this one? Because that night when I was taking the shower, Kelly, I went and I researched the internet and I discovered like only 8% of the population lives in good air quality conditions, only 8%. And 6,000 kids die from water-related diseases every single day. And then I continued researching and 1 billion tons of food is wasted every single year. At the same time, 1 billion people suffer from hunger. And I continue researching and 1 billion people do not own their home and another billion of people or more are just, just uh, are homeless. So, and I, I can tell you more and more, but these are the, what I call the life essentials, which we haven't managed to, to make them work 100% of the time for 100% of the humanity, which will be an ideal goal for us to create together. And I think it's accomplishable because if we can accomplish going to Mars, we can accomplish this other goal. Well, I think you, I think it's been so interesting because you've done it in a couple of different ways and you've, you've channeled it in. The first thing is real estate. And then the second part was, uh, I'm not saying that that was first on your uh, docket, but that's one of them. And then the other one was water and you, you cross the, you, you kind of, you, uh, went into both of those just a second ago. Can you talk to us about the things that you're doing in the real estate to really make a difference and an impact? Because, you know, I, and I think that you, you, you said it and you, you glossed over it or you just went fast on it, but I want everyone out there to realize that you don't have to be the Ivan ands of the world to, 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 uh, to make a difference. And when I say that, this is a wildly successful, uh, you know, in business, um, but he's wildly successful because of his heart not just because of the money and not just because of the techniques that he has. But if you see him, he's doing the right things for the right reasons and the right things keep happening. But also, I want to make sure that every single person out there listening, that if you have a dollar, you can make a difference. If you have 10 cents, you can make a difference. Ivan, can you talk to us about how you're making a difference in the real estate? And then let's talk about the water also. Yes, and it's so um, important what you just said, because that's, one of my missions in life is to basically not only awaken your philanthropy investor within, which I feel that everybody, all of us, we have 
which is like the, you know, the little angel and the little uh, devil that the devil says, hey, you know, you make more money, go and buy more sport cards and make more money, go buy more houses. Hey, you make more money, go and buy more uh, purses or shoes or, uh, you know, watches. Oh, you have three watches now, you go and buy the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. So that's the little devil. And then the angel is saying, hey, no, listen, you just need one sport car if you like, then one SUV, one home that you like, um, you know, and uh, one watch if you like them. And then just you can philanthropy invest the balance because it will return not only in cash, but also not only in cash flow, but in fulfilling cash flow, because the joy will come to your heart by looking at the effects that you are creating with your with your very well earned money. So. That's basically very correct what you just said. And everybody in the world can be a philanthropic investor. And that's what everything is in relation to my books. If you go through any, almost any store in the, in the planet and, and, and search for my name, you will find my books and so on. Uh, housing philanthropic investing and, and etc. But talking about that, I launched philanthropic investors in 2009 with housing because I wanted to be able to help families live in their own homes. And I started doing it in my own country in Argentina, where I was born. And then it was very successful, the model that I implemented. And then I say, okay, my wife actually, Bella, tells me, Ivan, this model may be work in the US. And, and I go to, I start testing it in the US in 2012 and it works. So in 2014, I opened to the public and I, I launched Equity and Help, which is my three years in a row in 500 company. And uh, we are in the in, in equity and help. We are basically helping families live in their own homes when when they otherwise when they otherwise will cannot because they don't qualify for a traditional mortgage. So in equity and help, we connect the philanthropic investors, the housing philanthropic investors, with the families, and we make them a philanthropic lender. So we have around $55 million that we have recovered abandoned homes from banks and auction houses in 34 states, 364 cities. And we have helped 650 plus families already. And then these families are like, you know, it changed their lives because now they feel that they can establish their family unit. They feel proud that this wall they can paint it into the color that they like and their kids can decide what to do with the house because no landlord will change their mind on what to do with their house or selling to other investors or whatever so they need to leave so it doesn't stabilize the family until they are really homeowners and this is very important because when you stabilize the family unit and they are owners of their own home for these families is preventing divorces is preventing kids going into drugs and criminality because they have a stable place and they create friendship in the same place and they create their friendships for their entire life and they can go to the same school, things like that happening. And uh, we, the, the return for our philanthropy investors has been between eight to 12% return over the last eight years that the company is in existence in, in Florida with uh, the headquarters and so on. So that's our first uh, philanthropy investing endeavor with Equity and Health Inc. So, Ivan, this is this is a huge thing for me because I, I hear a lot of it. A lot of times, people get to get to a point. They get to a point financially. Um, they get to a point in their business, and then they have this epiphany: Wow, none of this stuff matters, right? None of this stuff matters. My family matters. 
But I guess the the point that I want to make or the the question that I have for you is most of the time you have this, uh, again, you have this epiphany. These people have this epiphany. I just went and saw Elvis the other night. If you haven't seen the movie, you got to go see the movie. I wish that I was being sponsored by the movie because it was amazing. But it was the same story that I hear all the time. This guy has a dream. Then he goes and he gets after the dream and he becomes exactly what he wants. He gets everything that he thought he wanted. But then he realizes that what he really needed and what was really valuable was what he possessed before he started out on that journey. And the, most of the time they end up broke and then they, they, or they lose their family. And then they focus back on the family. You have done it a little bit different because along the way, you were integrating both sides. So let's go back to young Ivan. Who taught you? Like, where did this heart come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're talking about kids needing to grow up in the same neighborhood so they have the friends for a lifelong, this is massive. But where did you learn that? Like, was that imparted from your family or were you maybe lacking and wanted that for somebody else? Well, no, I actually grew like exactly that ideal kid with the same home since I was two or three years old and in my same home, in my same neighborhood. Uh, that's how I grew, thanks uh, to God and my parents. And they, if you read in the first chapter of my book, In Housing Philanthropy Investing, it will share the story. And they, I observed my parents do philanthropy even when their financial Times were not good. I mean, I, I grew up in a, in a middle class family, not uh, not poor, not rich, just a middle class family. And basically, I see my parents all the time helping others, all the times uh, donating something to our church, all the times helping the kids of other other people, or creating something with their with their um, little enterprise that they were creating. Uh, you know, making sure that the kids of their employees will have things for the, the kids' day in Latin America that is a big thing, which is the, the children's day in Latin America. And all the time I, I grew up observing that. So I think that all the parents should do philanthropy example to their kids, even if it is a small. Because in my viewpoint, now that we can add the philanthropy investing and think with that worth that we didn't have before until I, I coined it. I think that now, once philanthropy becomes the main investment strategy of the planet, and we are all doing it, then the planet can start shifting into a more positive direction. Well, it, it's amazing because when we were, we were talking about the hideout earlier and, you know, and, and this is, this is a, a thing that, uh, for, for us, I, I believe that the, that you can have both. I really truly believe that you can have both meaning that you can be successful in business and have joy in your heart. But most of the time as high flying entrepreneurs and Ivan, we've both seen this in the circles that we run in, um, people will go after and they'll become successful in their business, but then at the expense of their family, at the expense of their friendships, at the expense of everything else. And then they get to that point and they realize it, you know, and, and that kindness that you have, man. I mean, it's unbelievable, Ivan. Like, and I don't understand, like, did you just constantly see that? I mean, and, and have you always been kind to Ivan or was there, was there a time where, where, you know, where you, where you messed up and then you learned a little bit from it? No, you know, um, 
My, according to my mom, she says, Ivan, you always was that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's what she says. Uh, but uh, I always been uh, learning. Like for me, life is a learning field in order for us to be a better selves. Because and not a better selves just for others, but also for us, because we should be our best friend. And if we become our best friend, it means that we are treating ourselves well and treating others better is also being our best friend because it's, it's wholly retroactive. It's just, it's just implicit things of life. It's just, um, how you call them in English? It's, um, it's just a, a sentido común in Spanish. It's common sense. It's common, it's common sense, right? Uh, it's just a observation and just thinking on simplicities instead of thinking in complexities. Like, what are the simple things? Come on, you know, like, and, and let's live on, on that simple things, like the life essentials, right? Air, water, housing, food, uh, animals, and, uh, you know, being well with the environment and not trashing plastic in the ocean and just a... Uh, making sure that we are developing our artistic talent to provide spiritual fulfillment for others and for us. So, you know, simple, simple things. So Ivan, help, help us because talk to that person out there that's, that's listening to you and, and everybody loves Ivan, seriously. Like when we were at the mastermind and like around the table, you spoke and everyone just went silent. You could hear a pin drop. It was absolutely, I mean, unbelievable. But talk to that person that says, Ivan, that's easy for you. You've been in the top three in Inc. 500 three times. You're a massively successful businessman. It is so easy for you to say we should, you know, power our businesses with joy. But we're out here, Ivan, and we've got a profit. We've got to get to the bottom line. And my kindness sometimes can be seen as weakness. Can you talk to that person who's feeling that right now? Of course. So... If you focus in creating a culture of joy and kindness in your company, and then you make the goals and the targets to be a game for you and for your team, and then you know that the biggest dream and the biggest purpose of your company and yourself, the biggest will be the challenges that you will encourage and, you know, and, and, and find and the challenges and the barriers that you will fi you're finding and you will find and you know that that will happen. So don't be scared that you need to handle the profit because you have a big dream for the company. So you, that of course that needs to happen, but you just need to play that business and the company as a game similar than life and just say, okay, this is a barrier and knowing that you come one time to that barrier, okay, you didn't overcome it. You come second time, you didn't overcome it. Okay, you come again to third time. Maybe you need to run back a little farther away and observe from longer distance because the closer you are to the mountain, the less you can see it. And then you will take a little bit more speed and more strategic and then you will overcome the barrier. The thing is that never stop trying to overcome the barrier because be behind that barrier, like as soon as you pass that barrier on the other side, there is more freedom and there is more joy and there is a bigger game 
that 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 of course because you know overcome that barrier now you say no i made it now what okay now it's a bigger game and just make it the game and just invite also your family to play that game so it's you don't need to be doing this thing of balancing life and balancing business and work no 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 just create a synergy and so invite your family to be part of this creation and in any area that they like or or otherwise, you know, see what are the dreams of your family and encourage them to make that dreams a business so you can play that universe and, you know, put them into your universe. And that's why I, I ran my own family office because inside my family office, I try and encourage and I do my best to include all my different family members' dreams so we're all working together in different companies kind of as an advisors to achieve that, that dreams that we have, right? So, uh, Ivan, honestly, like you could sound by every single thing that you say. Like, I mean, not only do you have the coolest accent in the whole entire world, you make everything sound <laughs> sexy, but also, too, the joy, the joy, the joy that you have in you. And I want to talk about this because you invited me. Like, Ivan invites you to things that are not normal, not normal at all. He's like, hey, I want, you know, like, this was the night that we went to the, uh, to dinner. We get done with the mastermind, and it was like, again, fast friends. Like, I wanted to talk to Ivan. We stepped off, and I know there was other people talking to us, everything like that. But I just wanted, I, honestly, Ivan, I wanted to focus on you because the joy that's in you, man. And you said something to me that, like, I, I was thinking, man, I mean, Ivan's just in a, a uh, you know, in a different, in a different planet, meaning that you were like, hey, you should come with me down to Miami, and we will ride jet skis. Um, was it from Miami to down to uh, somewhere, another island? And I'm, I'm not talking about an island that's even close. Um, but I want you to talk about how, like, number one, I want your, your definition of joy. Because you embody joy to me. Like, when you talk about something, it's just like, you want to incorporate your family. You wanted that synergy. That's so incredible, man. It's something that's needed in this world today. But also, too, uh, well, first, you got to tell me, what, what islands were you doing the jet skis from and to? Which ones were they? Okay, so I have, I created this jet ski club and <laughs> in Puerto Rico. But the reason I created this jet ski club is because I... I see that other Americans are coming to move to Puerto Rico because of the tax incentives. And I see that they have, like, once they go to the beach one time, two times, three times, four times, okay, you know, beach is enough, you know, we went to the beach so much. So I see that I needed to create some type of, um, you know, space for them to do something different, to see that being in this place is really different in life. So I created this jet ski club because I bought my jet ski. I've been doing jet ski since I am eight years old. And uh, that was my, my first, um, you know, uh, thing that I, I earned by helping my, my parent with the thing that he wanted me to help him, whatever. So, but then I've been doing jet ski since I have eight years old. And 30 years doing jet ski, you know, I buy one for myself. And I think, wait a minute, like, I need to invite other friends. And I take them from Puerto Rico to St. Thomas, to St. John, <laughs> and we do ocean, and we do ocean cross. So I said, we, we start at 6 a.m. in the morning and we come back at 6 p.m. and it's 12 hours visiting different islands. 
And it's just amazing. And we stop, you know, and we have, we, we eat and we bring our, you know, we have some water and things and food and enjoy uh, stories and share time together. And, you know, and it's 160 miles jet ski tour in one day. <laughs> Hey, Ivan, this is what I'm talking about, man. Like this is when you told me that you're like, Hey, why don't you come down? It was Puerto Rico. You said, why don't you come down to Puerto Rico? And then we will jet ski to the Virgin Islands. I was like, what are we going to get on a boat? And you said, no, we're going to stay on these jet skis. And I was like, what, what, how are we going to get fuel? You know what I mean? Like, and you had, it was just so amazing because you take every one of us back to being a little kid and can you talk to that? Because so many people, when they start becoming successful in what they're doing, they lose that little kid inside. And, and Ivan, you still have it. And you protect it, it seems like. I mean, are you consciously protecting this little kid inside of you? And do you see that little kid that's, that's there? I see that little kid that is inside there, and I think it's inside all of us. And... Yes, and and I, I that's that's truly what I believe. And the the main the main thing that you need to do to protect it is just let it live. You don't need to you you just don't need to stop it. You don't need to protect it for from existing. It's the other way around. You just need to let it live. Well, it's it's funny that you say it too, uh, Ivan, because when we first started the hideout, right, and, and you know it's two and a half days. It's uh, September twenty third through the twenty fifth, and hopefully Ivan is going to be there um, in in Utah. And what the reason why we did it is because most of the time we all lose that little kid. We work on our business, we work on our fitness, we work on all these things, but we forget to just go and have a great time. So. In this having a great time, uh, like like what you're talking about with the jet skiing stuff, how have you translated that into your family? Because, uh, again, like when things start to go well, which most of the time we don't plan for, we plan for the worst possible, but we don't plan for the good part. When that starts to go well, how do you keep the barriers where you continue to put your family first and that you continue to do those kind of things? What kind of things can uh, can the listeners out there like, what can they do in their lives to be able to keep those things in line so it's not a balancing act, but it's just a synergy? I will say that discover the dreams that your family has, their true dreams, and then keep that dreams in mind. And you are an entrepreneur, so help them convert that dream into a business. Like, if the person has a dream to be an artist, uh, like l- let me give you an example of my wife. My wife, her dream is to write a similar novel that to what, uh, you know, The Lord of the Rings. And she's been working on it for years. So I try to create everything around her so she that can become a reality and make that dream a business so she can make it have revenue and the revenue can support the dream. And it can become a business unit for your family. But now you have your family following their dream at the same time that is generating revenue from the dream. Ivan, Ivan, bombs. Like, you, you, do, you realize, do you realize that every single thing that you say could be quotable? Do you realize that, Ivan? No, 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 I didn't realize that. And I have, I have the video from my last Jeskit uh, 
a clap, which is 40 seconds if you want me to share my screen. <laughs> Can you please share the screen? If you're watching with us right now, you're riding with us, I want to thank you. But he is going to share his screen right now. Hold on, let me assign this. I'm going to assign this to uh, guest one. There we go. Um, so you could go ahead and play that. We're, we're going to play his, let's see if I could get it like this. Okay, good. I'm go, go ahead and play that, Ivan. He's going to play his jet ski uh, club, basically like a motorcycle club, but he rides 160 miles in one day. And Ivan, it blows me away. This is, this is a, a video of him and his buddies uh, jet skiing, jet skiing from Puerto Rico all the way to the Virgin Islands and doing this like a motorcycle rally, which I think is unbelievable. Um, are you able to get it to play? There we go. We can see that. Good Lord. If you're, if you're watching this, um, or if you're, I mean, if you're just listening to it, if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or uh, iHeartRadio, what we're watching is, I mean, this is ridiculous, Ivan. Absolutely beautiful. Coming up on a cruise ship, Ivan. It's unbelievable. To be, it's, that's unbelievable to be able to see, man. Let me do that one. So... Ivan, it is incredible to be able to see what uh, what this is. So, everybody everybody that's listening out there and everybody that's watching, you could kind of see that and coming up on cruise ships and things like that. I mean, help us to help us to understand too, because uh, I used to think that entry to um, this mindset that um, you know basically anything was possible. Um, I used to think that the entry to that was very very expensive. Um, that was that you had to be some special person from a special planet, and then you got this permission, and then when you had an idea, you could turn it into a business. But what you've taught me through our, you know, very fast friendship is that it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter the things that you've gone through, that you, that you and other people like yourself, Ivan, are willing to help people to be able to make their dreams a reality. Can you talk to that point? Because I think that a lot of times people have an idea, but they're like, oh, well, I'm from this town, so I can't do it. Can you speak to that person out there? Of course. I, um, I think that there is two, two important points here to, to highlight. Number one is anything is possible, and that's true, but you really need to believe it. And be patient with the anything is possible because – Sometimes you need to be persistent on the anything is possible. And I will say the majority of times you need to be persistent on the same direction in the anything is possible. And the second thing is trust yourself, trust God and trust others. So when I, when I meet Kelly in, in, in Utah, like, Immediately, I invite him to come to my home. Because why? Because I trust people. And because why? Because I want to develop friendships. And I trust people. I, op I open the doors of my heart and I open the doors of my house to people. So if you don't allow that to happen, if you don't trust others, that means you're not trusting yourself. 
if you don't trust others, that means that you need to improve things in yourself that you don't like on how you do or how you treat others. So is this, is this something that, I mean, and again, like I want to go behind the curtain of this because the construction of Ivan, like if we could bottle Ivan, everybody out there listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If we could bottle Ivan, just have Ivan in a bottle with us at all times, open the bottle sometimes, you need a little Ivan. He speaks in his, uh, you know, super sexy accent, makes everything sound great. He's got all this joy. It's pouring out. It's amazing. What are some of the, the, um, the ingredients of that, man. I mean, is this, do you think that it's God given or do you think that it was learned? Do you think that you learned this through environment? Okay. There is something here that is very important that I think it has ingredients. Um, Number one is that my parents were very, very encouragement, encouraged with me. So they never gave me no's to things that I wanted to do. So I will come with this crazy idea that I want to do. And for a little kid, it sounds like crazy. Like maybe I come one day to my dad and say, dad, I have this, this, <laughs> this uh, go-kart. Uh, there is that, that space there on the side of our house. Can I just go with the lawn and, and create a track and I rent it to my kids, to my friends? So I can make money on it. And can I go and, and find some sponsors and speak to some adults of your friends and find some sponsors that can put some of their brands in there so I can get money? And the only word that he has in his mind is, yes, how can I help you? So that's one of the ingredients. The second ingredient is trusting myself in my observations. So for example, when I was 15 years old, I start having my friends coming to me and say, Ivan, drink alcohol, drink alcohol. Come with us to this, drink alcohol. And I smell this alcohol thing and I don't like it. So I don't drink it. So I never drink alcohol in my entire life because I observe that people is changing personality after that happens and it's losing perceptions and it's losing power. So I say, why this guy wants to lose power themselves? <laughs> Like they, they suppress themselves with this extra thing that will change their personality so they cannot observe the entire world as it's existing and the entire world that this is happening because they don't want to observe something that is the reality in front of their eyes or what is this thing? <laughs> then I go and, I, you know, later I start going to meetings, business meeting people, we want coffee, they want coffee. And I smell this coffee thing and I say, like, I don't like this thing. And I observe the people and they become more nervous after they drink this coffee thing. So I never drink coffee in my entire life. So I observe, I, I, I can observe with my realities and my things and it doesn't disturb, disturb my dreams or my things or my willingness or my abilities or anything because I just don't take them. Wow. So you're staying, I mean, what, the, the amazing thing, you're staying in a sober mind all the time. And it's not, it's not me saying that you can't have alcohol. You can't, I mean, if you're doing it, I mean, whatever, but what, what? I've, what, what you're, what I'm hearing and you can help me on this is that you're staying in a sober mind, meaning that you're staying clear 
inside your thought process as opposed to allowing something to alter it. And what I want to say to all those people out there too, and, and, you know, is that sometimes it's not coffee, sometimes it's not alcohol, sometimes it could just be, you know, whether it be social media or it could be, you know, all these different as the cars that you were talking about before, or maybe it's the wealth or whatever it is. But I just think that it's so amazing um, I mean, Ivan, it's like as you peel away layers of Ivan, it just keeps getting better. It really does, man. I mean, can you tell us something that you, where you've messed up, man, where you've made a mistake? Or when you make mistakes, do you smile the same way that you do with that joy to your wife when you screw up and then she just gives you a pass? Or does she uh, call you on your poo-poo? No, no, she calls me. She calls me on things, and that's that's another. No, that's that's another cool thing is that I think that listening to my wife is one of the things that has helped me a lot in my life. Like I listen to the uh, human power. You say human or woman in English? You women, women, women power. So I listen to the women power because they have this amazing perception. So, and I know that. So if I am closing the doors for my wife's advice and the things that she's observing, I am just the most stupid guy in the planet. So I, I listen to my wife and she's 99% of my success. I'm, I'm maybe not 99, but 90% or more of my success is because of listening to her. And... Uh, yeah, and I also, in my team, I have a lot of uh, women that are executives in my companies, and I think they have a lot of power and perceptions and abilities that we as men maybe lack in some areas. So we should listen to them. So uh, talk to us, too, about the kindness part. There's a, there's a lyric that, uh, that I've heard it at times, probably one of my favorite groups, which is Dilated Peoples. Those of you out there listening that know Dilated Peoples, I love you even more now. And, um, but there's a, a lyric that says, uh, don't take my kindness for weakness. And I think a lot of times people uh, in business are afraid to be kind and contribute to people because they think that it's going to take away their power. You're exactly opposite. It's almost that you you have this superhero power because you're kind to every single... I, and I tell you, Ivan, seriously, I can feel you through text. Like when you text me, like you text me this morning, you were like, yay! And with exclamation point, I was like, yes, I can't wait to spend some time with Ivan. This is amazing. Like, I don't understand. Like, you are incredible. Can you talk to those people out there that are like, I want to be kind, but I can't show that side of me because if I do, people will take advantage of it. Okay, so, and that, I think, is relating your past to your present. Using your past to live your present. And... I don't think it's a smart move because the present is completely different A to Z up to the point of your past. I promise you that this moment, exactly this moment, is completely different to one year ago, three years ago, four years ago. So using like because you was kind in the past, it was not good for you. It's stupid. Just be kind until it goes good and you experience more time that you were kind and you have a good result <laughs> until, you know, because be, not being nice is very expensive. I, I can tell you that. 
Tell, tell me more about that. Not being nice. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, that's another quotable. Um, you. You just said not being kind is very expensive. So that's, elaborate. Help, help us to understand this. Yes. First, first of all, if you are tough with people and you think that being tough is the way to solve, to manage people, to solve problems, to accomplish targets, goals in the companies, it's not right. Because when you are tough, people listen to you less than if you are nice. So if you need to be tough with people, just convert all of that words into nicenessness. I don't know how you say in English. Nicenessness. Just convert all of that conversation into nicenessness. And truly from your heart. Because the person will listen to you more. And just... And if the person needs to be tough with you, all that you need to be doing is being nice and just listening. Because once the person is completely done with being tough, the only thing that is after that is nicenessness. There is no more tough. It will end the tough. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Ivan, help us too, because uh, my, my pop and my mom were very big on these three things, right? So being super kind, which we've talked about, like contributing to everybody, making a ton of friends, which you guys see out there that the friends that I have and Ivan's, Ivan's my friend. And I told him this, and you remember this when I told you this, I told Ivan, watch his face. I said, I'm going to force you to be my friend for the rest of your life. And he just, he looked at me, he laughed and he was like, you know, and what I want you to realize is that if you're super kind to people, you make a ton of friends, then, and you stay curious about what it is that they do, you don't have to be that good at stuff. Like, you don't have to be that great. I don't, like, I want you to realize, and I want you to know, Ivan, that I appreciate you because, because you're so smart in business, in life, in family. I don't have to be that smart. I just hang out with Ivan and listen to what he says, and then I do the things that he says to do, and then don't do the things that he says are stupid. Like, uh, <laughs> and, you know, Ivan, I just think that it's incredible how important are friends um, as you go along in this business. Yes, that's, that's, uh, that's totally correct. And what you told me in that, in that time, I will force you to be my friend. I told you, Kelly, you don't need to force me because we already are friends. And the thing that you should know, my friends here, is that you know what or who is a stranger. What you will say, Kelly, if I ask you, what is a stranger? Who is a stranger? What, what will be the first definition of a stranger that will come to your mind? Someone maybe that you don't know? Correct. There is a little bit more. It's a friend that you don't know yet. Ooh. I told you you have everything's quotable with you, Ivan. Do you just like write this stuff down and then frame it in your house? Is that what you do? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. I just have it on me. But listen, the friend that you don't know, but listen for a moment. Your wife wasn't a stranger at the point. We were strangers. Your best friends were strangers at a point. So we are not, why you are not allowing more strangers to come into your life? Wow. Like you should, you should be open to unlimited strangers because in the future, these are friends that you don't know. Ivan, you blow my mind, man. I mean, you absolutely, 
You, you blow my mind, man. It's, it's incredible. I want to I want to make sure that that uh, I want to have you on more and more and more and more and more and more and more onto the podcast. People have been going nuts on it already. The likes, the loves, the, all the stuff. And I've been, I made the podcast because I wanted to take iconic people like yourself that I believe for me, you're a very successful man, not because of the money part of it. Money for me and the people out there listening, and thank you for, uh, for, for tuning in. You know that my definition of success has nothing to do with stuff and things and money. It has to do with being in line with your purpose and, and being kind and making friends and staying curious and have, be filled with joy, which is nothing more than the, uh, the falling in love with your current circumstance and allowing magic to happen. And that's what uh, uh, Ivan embodies. And I wanted to take iconic people like yourself, and I wanted to show my two kids, Maddox and McKenna, that anything in life was possible as long as you had the right attitude and the right work ethic. Ivan, what advice would you have for Maddox and McKenna? And if you could use both of their names, it would be awesome. Okay, Maddox and McKenna, I will advise to stay close and observe your daddy and your mommy and uh, encourage them to dream and encourage them to not only tell you their biggest dreams, but encourage them to ask you your biggest dreams in life and uh, to keep that dreams alive and to make tons of friends. And uh, when someone is being mad at you, just listen to them and know that that's not the true person. That is just a moment as an, 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 an experience an experience that the person is acting and reacting based on something that they have lived in that specific moment. And that's not the person. The true person is that nicest person that loves you, that gives you the hug, that tells you that you will succeed in life, that tells you that everything will be positive, that encourages you. And when that's not the person, just be patient because the true person will come and you will be able to continue that friendship in the future. Ivan, you're an absolute beast, man. You're a beast in life. You're an incredible friend. Um, you know, your heart is, is unbelievable, man. Um, I believe that that word, that you got the revelation in the shower. It's tough for me, though, because I'm a guy, and so I get visuals. So you said, I was in the shower. You kept saying that. I was like, ah, don't tell me that, because then I keep saying it. I don't want to see you in the shower. That's what I don't want to see, uh, uh, Ivan. So, um, but you had a revelation. I think you have a, a revelation underwater. That's what it was. You were, you had the waterfall. That's, that's right. The waterfall. Let's call it the waterfall. Uh, but, um, that, that philanthro, philanthro investing and being in a philanthro investor, I believe is going to be the future. It is going to be the future because you can actually connect your heart with your pocketbook and you don't have to choose between the two. You can make sure that you're able to invest, but you're doing philanthropy at the same time and you don't have to worry about, you know, hey, this is, this is money gone, that it can actually come back and benefit your family. And when you're benefiting other families and then you're benefiting your family, and then that means that you can benefit more families. Give, a, give me a reason and give everybody a reason out there why they should be a philanthro investor. Number one, to grow your capital while you're helping others. Number two, to make money while changes people's life. Number three, to connect yourself with the purpose that is bigger than yourself and receive, receive a fulfilling like energy back that you will be able to continue using for, to create your production and to expand your finances. 
And basically to see and give an example to your kids that not only leave them a financial legacy, but leave them a purpose legacy and see so they can see that their parents were using their finances to create a purpose legacy for their family, not only a financial legacy. Also, can you talk to the, that person too, just quickly, uh, Ivan, because I, uh, I want to respect your time, but also to that person that thinks that they can't make a difference because they're maybe living day to day, they're living week to week, they're living paycheck to paycheck, or maybe they don't have a, a bit of overflow. What can they do to be able to almost get this ball rolling? Because once the ball gets rolling, as I've seen in my life, once you start being kind to other people, it starts to overflow unto you. It's not, but it's not one for one. It's not like, hey, I'm going to go and give a dollar to an organization and I get a dollar back. It's not like that. But once you go down this road, it, I mean, it, it doesn't stop. Am I correct? So how can they get started? You just started with a very little step. I will suggest that raise your conscious level and see that this is possible Go to Amazon or any of the of the bookstores and, and order housing philanthropy investing. That book is not about housing philanthropy investing. That book has a lot of tools, a lot of key knowledge that will help you through many areas in your life because it will connect you with the life essentials. So you will be able to connect with the most the central core of humanity and be able to create on it. And uh, be able to say, okay, you know, I drink 51 liters of water today that, you know, that's not drink, sorry. I use 51 liters of water, which is the average utilization of water by a person in the world in one day. But now I am giving back 52 liters of clean water to the planet in the same day because of my resources. So I'm giving to the planet more than I take from the planet. You will be able to experience that. And that itself can open many things in your life. Ivan, it's, it's, it's an honor. It's an honor to call you my friend. It's an honor to be able to spend time with you. And um, for all of you out there listening, uh, I'm, we're going to have the links for his book in the bio. We're going to have the links to his website. Uh, we're going to have the links to every, uh, every aspect of it. I want to thank every single person out there listening for helping us to get in the one, top 1% in the, uh, globally as far as podcasts. And I, I say that on the, uh, on the episodes, I say that almost every single show, because I want to thank you. All the people who have been riding us with us from the beginning, the Wayne Freeman of the world, the text that you gave me last week. Thank you so much. The Damian horns, the, uh, John Halter. I mean, every single person out there that is making this show what it is, it's because of you. And I just want to thank you. Um, Ivan, you have been phenomenal, man. I mean, it's incredible. I'm going to ask two things. Number one, uh, actually, I'm going to ask three things. One of the audience, if you got any value, which I know that you have, share this with somebody. Every single person out there needs to know who Ivan is. Everyone needs to read his book and everyone needs to understand what a philanthropic investor is. So that's my first ask. Share this with a friend. Share it on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on Pandora, on YouTube, wherever. Do it. Second one, Ivan, I want you back on the podcast. Will you? Of course, 100 times, my friend. Okay. And then the third one is, if you are free, September 23rd through the 25th, I want you in Utah at the hideout. The hideout is based on joy, two and a half days of just shutting down 
and getting to know people before you'll ever, ever, ever need them and getting to know a person like you would be massive. So if, you, if, if you're available, Ivan, you don't have to say it right now. I know you need to check your calendar. Um, but I just want to thank you again for being on the show, my, my man. You have been absolutely phenomenal. If you're listening out there, uh, check all the sponsors. Click the links. Do the things that you know you need to do. And Ivan, my hat's off to you. You're officially off the hot seat. Oh, <laughs>